As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What's up, Shelf Addicts? Welcome back to the Shelf Addiction Podcast. Today on Book Chat, we are kicking off our reread of the Mercy Thompson series written by Patricia Briggs. This episode, we are diving into book one, Moon Called. Stay tuned. Today's episode is sponsored in part by Audiobooks.com. Audiobooks.com now has 175,000 titles and 1.2 million podcasts. New customers get three free audiobooks comprised of one premium credit and two VIP titles. Use our promo code SHELFADDICTION, spelled as one word, when you sign up at Audiobooks.com. Again, our promo code is SHELFADDICTION. Hey everyone, I'm your host Tamara Ford and welcome to Book Chat here on the Shelf Addiction Podcast. Participate in this discussion by joining the Facebook group Shelf Addiction Official. I hope to hear your thoughts on today's topic. You can always find me and Casey on Twitter and Instagram. The links for everything I've mentioned are below in the show notes. If you enjoyed today's episode, please support this podcast by sharing it with some book nerd friends or on your favorite social media space. That would really help me out and I appreciate you for doing so. The uncut video version of this podcast is available now on Patreon. Join us there for exclusive videos, including after shows and more. So if you're interested in that at all, you'll need to come on over to Patreon and sign up. Without further ado, let's get started. We've got a lot to cover today, so we are going to jump right to it. Joining me is feature co-host Casey from Heartful of Ink. Welcome, Casey. Hello, hello. I'm so happy to be here. Yes, I'm glad you're here, too, because we get to talk about one of our favorite series. Yay! Mercy Thompson! <laughs> so excited. <laughs> yeah, we are doing another reread. And um, it's been a while since we've done a reread on the podcast. Mm-hmm. So we thought it was time to revisit, refresh. Because mm-hmm. there's a new book mm-hmm. coming out. And why not start at the beginning? Yeah. You know, it's Mercy. I know, because... It's book 13 coming out, and it's like, you can't really go into a new book when you haven't read the last one for a long time. And then it's like, well, do I really just want to read the last you one? Go back a few yeah. or a few more, or maybe go back to the very beginning. Yes, we, we have yes. bookish problems. <laughs> yeah, so that is what we did with everything else we have going on. So we will see. We might do it in segments, so you might not get all the books back to back to back but we'll see what we can do so get excited make sure you're subscribed so you can catch these episodes they'll be released on fridays so 
Ooh, if you love Mercy Thompson, share this with your Mercy Thompson friends. If you've never read Mercy Thompson, you need to start because it's an amazing urban fantasy series that still holds up almost two decades later. Yes, exactly. Because we're almost there. Mm-hmm. We're almost on two decades in two mm-hmm. years. No, four yeah. years. We're right there. Yeah. This this book came out in 2006. Yeah. All right. So we're going to do the stats and stuff as we do, and then we'll jump into it. So... Moon Called is written by Patricia Briggs, published January 31st, 2006 by Ace and Penguin Audio. The paperback is 289 pages, which I don't know if that's true. I think it it was 284 pages. Okay. And the audiobook is nine hours and 14 minutes. And the audiobook was narrated by Laura Lai King, who does a great job, by the way, of narrating this. But I actually read it this time. (laughs) Would you please share the synopsis I with will. us? Werewolves can be dangerous if you get in their way, but they'll leave you alone if you are careful. They are very good at hiding their natures from the human population, but I'm not human. I know them when I know them when I meet them and they know me too. Mercy Thompson's sexy next-door neighbor is a werewolf. She's tinkering with a VW bus at her mechanic shop that happens to belong to a vampire. But then Mercy Thompson is not exactly normal herself, and her connection to the world of things that go bump in the night is about to get her into a whole lot of trouble. Yes. Okay, so now, just like everything that Patricia Briggs writes in this series. That synopsis is very succinct and to the point, mm-hmm. not paragraphs <laughs> long. <laughs> we know what's going on, and now we can just jump into things. So, were you happy to return to the world of Mercy Thompson? Oh, absolutely. I loved it. Um, I said this yesterday during our live recording that this might be like the fifth or sixth or maybe even seventh reread I've had of this book. Um, Wow. Because I started reading it in 2006 and I have vivid memories of sitting on a school bus riding home reading the Mercy Thompson series. And so, wow. (laughs) And I, every few years, I go back and reread them. And then, you know, we were talking about how much we love the series, which launched this podcast to begin with. And so, yes, yes, I love Mercy. I love rereading it. It's, it's amazing. This is my third time reread. Well, no, this is my third time reading the series, my second time Mm rereading the series. So I first found this in 2014. Mm -hmm. So I was like blasting through all the books to catch up. And then, of course, we did the podcast here in 2017, which was five years ago. We started this series. And then, of course, now 2022. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited to return to the world of Mercy. I love it. And I started getting all excited again when we started reading this. And so. You guys, just an FYI, we are doing live reading sprints every week with this series. So if you're curious about this and want to read with us or you want to read something else and read with us, we'll be on the Shelf Addiction YouTube channel just so you don't miss out on that. It's a lot of fun. You should come join us. Yes, because we talk about the stuff in between like, oh, my God, I forgot this Mm -hmm. and that and this happened. So it's just good fun. All right. High level. Did you get? Everything you wanted out of book one. Yes. I, yes, I like, I too. know it. I know what's coming. 
I had kind of forgotten some of the plot points. I'd forgotten some of the details. I asked dumb questions. <laughs> but like, I got everything I wanted. I got the introduction to Mercy. I got the introduction to the world. We have the yeah. early flirting with her and Adam. We have that kind oh, of I know. flirtation with Samuel, which, yes, I'm kind of into. But also, like, I was always team Adam from day one. And, um, yeah. No, this this was everything. Th- this was just like one of my favorite comfort rereads. Yeah, same. And I think this is like, honestly, one of the best series to read like this time of year. Like it's starting to change weather and it's starting to get a little cooler. So you got like the the werewolf vibes and the, the vampire you know, vibes. The, the vampires and yeah. all the things. And so I love it. So when I finished, I was like, oh, yeah. That was the business. Like at the end, though, that I had to. I have forgotten how that scene went down at the end with the escape for uh, Jesse mm-hmm. and um, Adam. I was like, "Oh yeah, this is fun. I love seeing Mercy tear people to bits and and, and do shoot all the them things. in the back of the head again." She killed a lot <laughs> yeah. of werewolves in this book. I know, and I guess this is like after not really killing mm-hmm. any, <laughs> and now she's like, "Hey." I killed two. Who are you trying to talk to? I love it. It's yes. all the things. Yes. I love Mercy. She's like one of my top heroines oh, because absolutely. she's like annoying enough to like annoy the other characters, but it's fun to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no, yet she, she's, she's bold. bratty. She's sassy. She, Samuel said this several, several times that she will, you know, do whatever the fuck she wants to do and nothing you say will stop her. Yeah, so why stop her? Because yeah. she's going to do it anyway. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Ah, uh, all the things. Okay, so you guys, if you are new to this series, what should we talk about for the newbies who know nothing about Moon Called? I know there's a couple listening. Um, Let's see. This world has a lot going on in it. They're usually in a paranormal world or an urban fantasy world. We're only focusing on one aspect. Like you only focus on the werewolves or you only focus on the vampires. Right off the bat with Mercy, she is not a werewolf. She is a shapeshifter. So she turns into a coyote. So, But she was mm-hmm. raised by werewolves. So she understands their world, but she's not a part of their world. Instead, right. she's kind of like got her fingers in all the different pies um she doesn't make enough money as a mechanic to pay the vampires so she works on their cars but she has a friend who's a vampire and i use friend loosely because you yeah. know <laughs> yeah but, in this book she's questioning how much a friend he is mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah um he has a VW van that is painted to look like the Scooby-Doo mystery machine. Yeah. And he comes across as very sweet and caring, and he's not going to just start chewing on your neck. But there's some stuff about Stefan that we'll learn about in the next book. But there was a hint of it in here, too, where he said, I'm helping you because you're my friend. And Samuel laughs, and he's like, yeah, we're all friends with Mercy. <laughs> because yes, Mercy got all the powerful all friends. All the men are in love with her. <laughs> yes, it's like that one thing, like, she is the most, like, plain, right, plain. Um, she works in a shop, so she's greasy yeah. and doing, you know, but all the men want her. 
everyone But to be honest, it. like as a bisexual woman myself, I'm half in love with Mercy too. <laughs> <laughs> like, yep. If I saw her on the street, I'd be like, can I please date you? You're like, add me to the list, please. <laughs> add me to the list, please. <laughs> like, yes, I'm team Adam, but I'll throw my hat in the ring. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's hilarious. But so... Well, then you understand what they love about Mercy yes. Men. Yes, I do. Yeah. Because I'm like, sometimes authors don't do that well, where it's like everybody's in love with this character. Mm-hmm. And you're like, why? But we can see it with Mercy. We, Yeah, she's a badass. She's on her own. She bought her garage from a fae who taught her everything she knows. So she's a mechanic. She's entrepreneurial. She... Is sassy and she is loyal to a fault. She will do what she thinks is right, no matter what the consequences are, as we see time and time again in Moon Called. And it's not yeah. just fighting the others. It's, you know, there's a gay couple. Warren is a werewolf and Kyle is human. Warren has been forbidden from telling his human lover that he is a werewolf. Like, yeah. if he says anything, he will be punished severely so mercy knows that kyle's gonna leave him because you know what human wants to be left in the dark with their lover so she goes lying yeah he he could tell he's lying to him but he doesn't know why or what about because he's like people call warren in the middle of the night and he has to leave and he can't tell me what's going on he's hiding somebody in his bedroom (laughs) right now but he can't tell me why He's submissive to some people because Warren is three in the pack. So Daryl gets to beat him up and he can't say shit about it. So mm. Mercy goes and she tells Kyle about werewolves. He does. Even though she technically shouldn't. To her own detriment. Mm-hmm. And it's like they all knew. Like mm-hmm. we knew she was going to do it. Yes. We were just waiting. And actually, Adam was I like, I that. almost provoked her into doing it. Like, because if I said don't do it, I know you'll do <laughs> yes. it. Yes. He's like coming down the stairs. Like, I almost came down earlier just to tell you not to do it. So you would right. go do it. Because Adam yeah. knows Mercy. Adam knows her better than anyone. Absolutely. And she's that kind of friend. Mm-hmm. She doesn't want Warren to lose Kyle. the guy that she yeah. really likes, you know, and Kyle, obviously, and she did her due diligence. Mm-hmm. She asked Kyle, are you in love with him? Yeah, the forever and ever love. Right. Not this good sex kind of love, <laughs> <laughs> but the, you know, the forever love, like you yes. said. And he, he, he gave said her yes. the right answer. And uh, so she told, and now he has to think about things and uh, talk to Warren once all the drama is over. So, mm-hmm. Which yeah, they, can you imagine they that? went on a date at the end of the book. We didn't get to yeah. see the date. We just knew they were together. So mm-hmm. as of book one, you're like, oh, my God, is it going to work? Is Kyle going to stay? I hope he stays. I hope he can accept that werewolves are real. Yeah. Because that's the other. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say that's the other faction is the Fae. There are fairies mm-hmm. who've been living in this world for a millennial and they have come out. They are open to the public, and humans have not really responded well to it. But yeah, and actually, don't forget, only the Fey are out mm-hmm. in general, but really only the cute some are little out. brownies, right. sprites, not the very beautiful and not the very powerful. They're still in right. hiding, but because they want, they know the 
the humans can only take so, so much. much of it, mm-hmm. right? And if we give them the whole force of the Fae, they will be very scared. Very scared. They're already, you know, being racist, bigoted picks and, um, you know, firing them, teachers, doctors, whoever they are. <laughs> doxing them. Yeah, they're doxing them. They're kicking them into reservations like yeah. the Native Americans were by the Americans. Like, it, it's not a very pretty show, but the werewolves are realizing they need to come out soon, too. And that's one of right. the underlying issues of this book, is how are the werewolves going to come out to the humans? Right. And that's what's almost weird to me about Kyle, is he knows Fae are real. Why is it so impossible to believe that werewolves are, too? If they were out in the world, I'd assume, well, there must be some vampires, some werewolves, some witches, some anything else that is fiction, Mm -hmm. right? It must be real. I think it took him a minute because he assumed, like most normal people, that when the Fae came out, everything came out. Yeah. And so it took him a couple minutes to be like, oh, shit, this world is even bigger than I assumed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. And Mercy even exposed herself. She, she's like, <laughs> I will go to the lengths that need for you to believe this. So she changed into a coyote, which, by the way, is the coolest thing that she can just change on a dime. No stress mm-hmm. to her body. Bam, she's something it else. It doesn't hurt. It's instant magic. Yeah. Yes. And so she does that and she wags her tail and then she goes back and puts her clothes on. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I love that. I love that scene. Mm-hmm. There's just, honestly, I love every introduction to every single character. Like, oh my yes. gosh, here we are again with Daryl. Oh my gosh, Ari- Arielli or whatever her name is. And oh my gosh, okay, so we hear about Mary, um, Mary Jane, Mary Sue at the very end. She's the teacher. The, the teacher, um, he's in adam's pack what's her name mary we didn't um, she was um, ariel is the the chemistry teacher oh she's the other she's a fire person then she's a firefighter i th- was honey the firefighter no this one she mentions her again because she doesn't like that she has to act weaker than her um counterparts we haven't met honey yet in this book it we only is... met Leah in this book, who's the brand's wife, and she hates. Oh Mercy. no! Remember when Mercy got to the ho- to Kyle's house and the pack was there? Yeah, that was Ariel. Okay, but also right? there was Mary Jo. That's it, Mary Jo. Mary Jo. She's in this book. She actually talks about her being a fire person or firefighter. And having to be weak, weaker than her counterparts. And that's why she likes her. Like, it's because she's as strong as any of them. But you don't remember that? You read over it. I don't remember that. I read this oh book my gosh. last night. I'm going to find it. I don't remember that line. Uh, I wish I had it on Kindle so I could just search it. Mm-hmm. But that, Search it. Yeah. But even that came up. I was like, oh, yeah, Mary Jo. Because earlier on mm-hmm. our live um our live reading, um, I was telling you, we, honey, and what's her face? And I'm like, but there's one yes. more, and I can't remember her name. It's Mary Jo. It's Mary and Jo. I'm like, oh, okay. yeah, it's her. So we meet them, and then, of course, we meet um, Ben. And I'm like, oh, my mm-hmm. gosh, I remember how 
Ben was really portrayed as someone bad initially. Mm-hmm. And toward the end of this book, we already find out that, no, he's not what you think he he's is. He's not that bad. No. Yeah. He's bad, but he's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> he's got his issues, but he's not psycho and he doesn't kill people. So yeah, just coming across all these characters, because you that's the thing. You are introduced to a lot of characters in this book. Mm-hmm. A lot. Um, yes. Witches, two two witches, mm-hmm. a couple of Robert vampires. and Grandma. Or silly. Yeah, the vampires. Yeah. All, oh, the vampires were creepy. Yeah, they were creepy. The Fae, you go to Uncle Mike's bar mm-hmm. and meet Z and a couple other people. And yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of characters in this book. But yeah, I, I love it. And I love the intro. So I think mm-hmm. that if you haven't been introduced to urban fantasy yet, this is a great starter. This is a starter book, I think. Oh, absolutely. It, yes. It's not too crazy. It's not just a starter. Like, it's a standard almost. Yeah. Like, I hold p- people up to the Patricia Briggs standard. When you're world building, is it as good as Mercy Thompson's world? Is it as diverse as her world? Is it as developed you know because they're all constantly dealing with the humans what do the humans want and the bad guy you think you know exactly what he's doing you think you know what he wants and there's that little twist and you're like oh okay and then at the end like there's an even bigger twist and you're like oh shit yeah he was really smart and really stupid at the same time (laughs) yeah yeah definitely and i don't think the first or the first time around, I didn't figure out what exactly was happening. Like, um, so the mystery of why these things, why these occurrences were happening, why the child was kidnapped, why mm-hmm. Adam was taken. It's like we kind of like discover with Mercy as she's like uncovering the bits, which is also kind of an aspect that I like about like uncovering mm-hmm. the mystery. So it's not all falling out of the closet at the last moment. Yes. But I wasn't able to figure it out without going with her along for the ride. You know how sometimes you can be like, mm-hmm. oh, it's easy. XYZ yeah. did this because of that. This was more complicated, more nuanced, more thought mm-hmm. through, I guess I'd say. And that was what was also enjoyable about it. So we have her going through all her adventures, meeting these guys, mm-hmm. having a good time, <laughs> skipping around <laughs> town, doing what she wants. But also... Who murdered this kid that I just met and and brought mm-hmm. into my life? Who took my friends and why? Mm-hmm. You know, it's very layered. And in it a short amount layered. of pages, it's like... Oh, yeah. It's less than 300 pages. Yeah. But you are... I was saying yesterday during the, the read-along that, you know, chapter one is very info-dumpy. It's very world-building heavy. But... From chapter two on, it is nonstop action. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, Mercy will pause every once in a while to kind of explain, oh, this is what the vampires do. This is how we're talking to the Fae. But we had, like, a very heavy chapter one that built the world for us instantly. So we knew, like, okay, this is what the vampires do. This is what the Fae do. And she just kind of filled in the holes afterward. And I thought that was an excellent writing standard. Like, usually you tell people not to do so heavy world building in chapter one but patricia briggs makes it work because she has that non-stop action that just goes and goes and goes until the very end 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Today's episode is brought to you by the Shelf Addiction Merch Store. Check out all the bookish t-shirts, notebooks, mugs, and more. Don't miss out on these original designs, perfect for any book nerd. Support the podcast and visit shelfaddiction.com forward slash merch and pick up your next favorite bookish item. Yes, and I think also it doesn't hurt anything that mercy is so likable so all of the things we're being mm-hmm. told are from mercy like she's telling mm-hmm. us like hey like she's talking to us basically yes um, teaching us about the world and it's hard for people to nail a successful likable flawed character but you like them mm-hmm. right off anyway you know what i mean yes and she's done that so getting info dumped by her isn't painful because you want to know what is she doing what's going on Mm -hmm. you know because she's very unique in herself and so i don't know just all the puzzle pieces fit really well absolutely yes like mercy she's kind of outside watching the world but she's so dragged into it and she has so many friends that she's very much you know inside the world even though she doesn't believe it herself yeah, I think it's just her being a little bit naive sometimes because she's mm-hmm. like, I don't belong to you. I'm not in this pack. I'm like, girl, you as far in this pack as anybody else. I don't know why you act. You like you're not. You are more part of this pack than literally anybody else. Right. Like, you may not acknowledge it, but come on. Like, how, come you, on. Yeah. how you interact with them how mm-hmm. they come to your defense and how mm-hmm. and you go to their defense and you like go to it was theirs. the middle of the night and yeah. she ran into adam's house and saved his life yeah and then you know she put him in her van and drove to montana to save his life even more i know i'm like oh you don't like him oh you're not in his pack but you just did all <laughs> she did all that off instinct mm-hmm. like oh adam's in trouble his pack seems a little funny acting right now. 
Let me take him, you know, like, instantly. let me take him. Let me take care of him. Right. Let me save his life. Let me do what I think is right, because I have an instinct that maybe something is wrong in his pack. Yes. And her instinct was right. Yes. Although he was the stupidest character in the entire damn book. I'm I sorry. Know. It's so dumb. It's like, how did he get away with that? <laughs> he just seemed like he would be found out. I mean, Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, he was the dumbest little character ever. Yeah, but the the whole scheme in itself was pretty elaborate. From mm-hmm. you know, um, using, I guess, what different types of drugs combination with iron and other things or silver, ketamine, ketamine. domo, and I uh, silver because silver yeah. hurts werewolves. Yeah, so it it also gives um the wolves a reality check that you aren't infallible and mm-hmm. something can take you down. Mm-hmm. So they needed yep. that little bit of reality check. And, you know, especially Adam, I feel like sometimes when you're in charge, you get that. I'm in charge. No one's going to harm me. I got my gang of people behind me and he got, he got taken down a notch really easily. Seemed like that happened so easy. Oh, yeah. Well, they shot him like five times. With I know. This they gave him drug. a ex- They gave him a lot to put they him down. They gave him a lot. It knocked him out. But then yeah. his daughter started screaming, so he woke up and you know started fighting it off. So they shot him even more. Yeah. Then they tried ripping him to pieces. So yeah, no, he he had his ass handed to him. But he's tough to kill. But but he's still very tough. Yes, yeah, he's still tough. But I'm like, ooh. Yikes. I'm like, oh, I forgot that part where he's like um, sweating silver sweating out of his silver skin. out of his body. Like, oh, yeah, that's that took a lot. And I was kind of um, surprised by that scene with Jesse. I guess I forgot already. I'm like, oh, my God, what's he going to do with her? I'm sitting there like, what is he going to mm-hmm. do to Jesse? Like, I clearly forgot what happened. I'm like, oh, she just got slapped. OK, thank God. That's all that happened to her. But And he watched her pee. Which yeah, is that was creepy gross. and gross, and like, thank God he died, but thank God he didn't do anything worse. Like he was, he deserved to die. He was yeah, a bad guy. He did deserve to die. And Mercy said, "No, not him. He needs to die." Yeah, and he did. And she and Adam had that perfect moment of clarity where they just looked at each other and they knew, like, they had that silent communication. Oh yeah, Mercy's absolutely part of adam's path even if she doesn't believe it <laughs> she fights does it. it she's delusional but i'm like his daughter is always over to your house like mm-hmm. y'all you hang out this is your people quit acting like you're not a part of it i don't know well it helps her when she wants to get out of doing whatever adam tells her to do and that's why she throws it in his face but again like anytime there's any problem She's right there saving him you and saving tell everybody me else. What to do? <laughs> I don't belong to you. <laughs> like, oh my God, girl, that's funny. But they don't, their feelings aren't hurt. They like, whatever. We don't care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they have thick skin and they have to deal with mercy because she just say, whatever. She don't yes. care. But I think one of the things that, um, you guys, if you don't know, so Samuel is very, very old. He's a doctor. He mm-hmm. is the Maroc, and the Maroc is the head of like all the werewolves in the United States. And he's Bran, Bran but they also mm-hmm. call him the Maroc, right? The Maroc, yeah. Bran is like his name, his human name, but the Maroc is what everybody his calls title. him. Like, yeah, yeah, the title. 
and um he's his son and he's very very old and like no one i guess even mercy really didn't know how old he was she made Mm -hmm. some assumptions about how old he was but then found out oh no he's much older much much older than you think um but he's around a lot in this book he comes back he helps you know Mm -hmm. um control adam adam because Mm -hmm. he is stronger than adam he is he's higher he's older he's older he's higher on the food chain and of course when your wolf is out of control that's what you need someone to help control you so he's Mm -hmm. around but he also has feelings for mercy still Mm -hmm. so their history for those of you who don't know mercy was raised by bran and or his pack up in montana she had a foster father and a foster mother who passed away when she was 14 and Samuel kind of stepped in to be her protector when she was 14. Mm-hmm. And they kind of fell in love. It was very, not going to lie, a little creepy, but I understand. Um, Samuel. I don't know. I could throw this one book back in your face where you're you like, can, no, you can. No, no, no. <laughs> you were like, ah. I know. I know. I was reading this and I was like, oh, God, Tara's going to yell at me. <laughs> So Samuel's several hundred years old. We don't know exactly how old, but he's very old. And she is a 14, 15, 16-year-old girl. Yeah. And they're, you know, kissing. And he's like, let's run away together. We'll get married. We'll be okay. Then Bran finds out because he knows everything and he's Samuel's father and he sits Mercy down and he says, Bran just wants you to be a baby maker. Yeah, he wants you for breeding. Bran wants babies and you can give him babies because you're a shapeshifter and when you shift, it won't kill the babies in your womb and that's what he wants because over the years, he's had to kill 18 of his children and several of his mates because they just don't survive. Yeah. And so Mercy went, nope, I don't want any of that. I'm out of here. (laughs) I'm out. Peace, deuces. That was what she did. And I don't blame her. So at the time when that actually went down, I think she was 16 when she left. Yes. Yes, she was 16. Yeah. So... A little older, still creepy, still giving Samuel the side eye. Like, I'm not forgiving him, mm-hmm. but he's better than that other character. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but I'm, yeah. Yeah. No, but Samuel, like, through this whole book, like, you can tell he's like fighting that instinct to like claim her again or want to mm-hmm. be her with her again. And that yes. kind of helps her out in some ways. Like, for example, when Samuel is hurt and she's like in the band with him and she's Mm -hmm. like okay um he's not gonna hurt me his wolf thought we were gonna be made it so it should be fine (laughs) it should be fine and yes it turned out to be it turned out to be fine but you could tell like even when she at the end of the book she goes on the date with Mm -hmm. adam adam you know of course he's staying there temporarily and he's having all kinds of cows about it you know he's acting up uh-huh. but he he finally gets himself in line and but you know he feels like it's i think he wants her but he's not gonna force her yes yes and bran had a conversation with mercy in this book to explain that like he realized belatedly that samuel's wolf had thought of mercy as a mate mm-hmm. like and even 
for several months and years after she left, he went and mourned her leaving him. Mm-hmm. Like, he couldn't sleep, he wasn't eating, he lost a lot of weight, he eventually just disappeared, and they thought he had drowned himself, but no, he just went down to Texas to learn medical stuff and go, go to, to med- medical school. school for the second time or something. Mm-hmm. Just for fun. For shits just and for giggles. funsies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's not fun to me, but okay, whatever. <laughs> you do you. Yeah. Go to med school. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, I agree with you. I think that Sam is a good character. You know, he's mm-hmm. obviously a good person, but mm-hmm. it was gray, right? A lot of gray. A lot of gray area. Yeah. And yeah, I liked that Mercy sat down and had a conversation with him where she's like, I'm sorry I left you. I should have talked to you when I was 16 instead of just up and leaving and not saying anything. But I made the right choice because I don't want to be. Well, she did what a, a teenager does, right? A teenager mm-hmm. runs away. That's just what you mm-hmm. do. And an adult would say, I'm leaving. Here's yes. why. But a teenager, which she was, just takes off. And to me, that's fair. Yeah. It is what it is. Yes, absolutely. Very fair. That's what happens when you're an old man and you try to get with a teenager. She act like a teenager. Mm-hmm. So she's blameless, in my opinion. She did what she had yes, to do. Yes, absolutely blameless. Mm-hmm. So let's see how long she continues to be blameless, though, because, <laughs> you know, at the end of this book, she's like smooching with um Adam after their mm-hmm. little date. I'm like, hmm. And then she leaves Samuel and him together. She does like him. She does. But Samuel's in her house and she has that history with him. And she's like, but he is hot. But Adam. Yes. But let me go hang out with my vampire friend instead. Yeah. She's like, let me just leave (laughs) them to it. And let me go work on the car with my vampire friend. Mm. Yes. Okay, Marcy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, girl. But you know. Uh, it's fun fun stuff um let's see was there anything else you think we should cover yes Yes. i have a couple quick things okay so what started this whole book off was this little werewolf kid named mac who shows up at mercy's garage he's only been a werewolf for two months because he was recently changed and as i was reading on the live i was like wait a second he's from chicago that's Anna and Charles and all of that. And so I asked during the live, like, do you think he saw Anna? Mm -hmm. Because I I had read Alpha and Omega, but I couldn't remember the details. Well, I have my anthology right here with the Patricia Briggs novella. Mm -hmm. And so I started reading it. And Anna saw Mac. (laughs) Like, on page two of the novella, she's calling Bran to be like, hey, I just saw this newspaper article with this kid who I saw in a cage at my Alpha's place. Like, it's all right there. Okay, so so she wasn't in the cages. She was not in the cages, but she saw him come in and be put in the cages. Okay, and that's why it ties back in at the end here, because... They said, oh, yeah, you know, I guess, um, what's his face? Charles, Charles went and took care of it. Yeah. 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 Okay. No, I had asked that question, and then, like, the next chapter, Brad was like, I'm sending Charles to Chicago. And so my head was like, okay, so it is tying in together. And then 100 pages later, Charles is taking care of it. And I was like, god damn it, I need to go read this short story. <laughs> what so happened in between? <laughs> yeah. 
so then yeah i started i'm still only on chapter one of the short story but yeah no okay. anna instantly calls brand to be like i know what happened to alan mckenzie fraser and i was like oh okay Aww, yeah it all ties in together See, okay, so now that you've read that, are you actually going to try to read these books in between? Like, I think so. I think so. Like, I need to read this, the short story right now, because it takes place during Moon Called. And then I want to look online and see if there's a timeline that shows me where everything takes place. They have a, they have a chronological read yeah, order. Yeah, chronological read order. And then I mm-hmm. might do that just for... You're going to be reading a lot of books because we don't have a lot of space in between these these um, installments. So you're going to be there's only five or six Alpha Uh and Omega books. Yeah. So I know it won't be like as heavy, but I do want to kind of read through them because it's been a while since I've read the Alpha and Omega books. I don't think I've ever reread the Alpha and Omega books. I've only just read them as they were published. I never did a reread for those. So I don't know. I, I'm not up to it. I can't do it. I'll let you do it. <laughs> That's okay. And I'll then, do it. And I'll yeah, tell you what's going on. And then you'll tell on. me what fits where. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't do it. But you go ahead. And do it. That's okay. I'll do it. I'll, I'll do it and tell you all what's going on. So you're going to uh, get very little sleep, basically. Yes. I'm not sleeping for the next month, Lord. but that's okay. It's, it's worth all it. good. <laughs> nice. Well, I'm glad uh, you feel, sorted that out because I was, yes, yes. after you brought it up, I'm like, oh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And like, I was like, I remember enough to know it's all tied together, but like, are they ever going to actually bring up Mac? Is that going to be talked about? Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, on page two, she's like, I know him. I saw him. Mm-hmm. Terrible things are happening. Come save Brand us. Is like, yes, I'm sending somebody right now. He's on his way. Yeah, I remember Anna's pack was wretched. I mean, they were awful. Oh, it is awful. It is yeah. really bad. You think bad stuff happens to Mercy and Jesse in Moon God? No. What happens to Anna is a million times worse. It needs... Abusive. Not- yes, it's very abusive. Yeah. I'm like, ooh. She didn't have the best start to her vampire. I'm um, the vampire werewolf oh, life. Werewolf. So, no. but yeah. she meets Charles, and Charles is amazing, and everybody loves Charles. So. Everybody loves Charles. They do. He's a good guy too. All the the Maracat or Bran, I'll call him Bran. He has some mm. good kids. He does have some good kids. Yeah, if you know, they're all old as dirt. So, <laughs> Charles is two hundred years old now. Yeah. And how old is Anna? 30? <laughs> I don't know. Well, at least she's a full-on adult. There's that. Yeah. Yeah. She's, yeah. she's not a teenager. Right. Yeah. That's cool. All right. Anything else? Did you have more on your list? Um, well, I ha- this is a fun fact. Okay. And so this is a game we can play if you want to play or okay. the readers can play along. So a few years ago, six, seven, whatever years ago, when I was first reading the Alpha and Omega series, I realized that Patricia Briggs will put the title of the book somewhere in the story. Mm-hmm. Like, it'll either be in dialogue, it'll be in a description, it'll be somewhere. And I did it for all of the Alpha and Omega books, but I've never done this for the Mercy series. Oh, okay. So if you want to, and if the people listening want to, 
we could all look like collectively look for where Patricia Briggs puts the title somewhere in the story. Like I in like Moon Called, she says that the females aren't Moon Called. Mm-hmm. That's why women can't change into werewolves because they aren't Moon Called. And then something else about Adam being Moon Called when he was shifting or something. Like, like did she, she say she did it, it when he was out there calling all the wolves to him? Did mm-hmm. she say that again there? I think that's the moon where it was. was. Out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I like that idea. I'm gonna have to look. Now I want to go back and look, but I kind of don't want to go back. And look. I'm like, <laughs> I finished it, but I will go going forward. So the next book mm-hmm. yeah. is um, Bloodbound. Bloodbound, which I have right here. Yeah, me too. Let me see. Where's mine? Right here behind me. Yay! So I will look for it in Bloodbound. I will mm-hmm. see how many times she says it or where she says it. More, look yeah. at those tats, man. Look at the tats on mm-hmm. her chest. Wow. So in Moon Called, I was looking for this specifically. She has the tattoo of the coyote paw print on her belly. And then she says she has a couple other on her arms. But she never, ever mentions tattoos again, even though the tattoos are always on the book covers and they always show different tattoos. Yeah. So what are these just like? She just randomly goes and gets tattoos and never mentions it. I guess. I think it's the artist like trying to tell the story Mm -hmm. in each book. So, like, Moon Called, you see werewolves on her arms. Bloodbound, you see the vampire bat on her chest. So, I think it's more of like an artistic interpretation for the cover. That makes sense. And what's actually on her body. Okay, so book two, we get a lot more stuff in. Stefan. Oh, God. How do Stephane. we pronounce his name? Here we go. I always say Stefan. Steph- you do? Okay. I- so I say Stefan like the guy on Vampire Diaries. I say it that way. I guess I don't know why or. I want to like emphasize the his name so weirdly, but in my head, it, it's been this way for over a decade. Y'all, this was He's a thing Stephane. five years ago. We talked about this five years ago. <laughs> I know. And we never decided how to say the man's name. So. We went back and forth between Stefan and Stefan. <laughs> um, but technically, there's an A there. But Stefan could be an A as well. It's just a soft mm-hmm. A, right? Like a yeah, a short A, like Apple. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. It it could be either way. Yeah, I feel like we need to have Patricia Briggs say it in front of us. But he's always been Stefan in my brain. Or I will listen to the audio book and see how the narrator says it. Ooh, yes. Because I feel like the narrator will say it right, hopefully. Mm -hmm. And I will return with facts on how to (laughs) say it right. (laughs) That's what I'll do. Okay, bet. So we're going to check for if you guys want to play along. Please do join us on Shelf Addiction Official. Um, Mm -hmm. We're in the Book Clubs app and we're on Facebook. And uh, we can do our title counts (laughs) in the book. Tell us where you find the title. Yeah, and if you also have audiobook, you guys can listen out and tell us how to pronounce Stefan's name. Stefan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so come with us. So if you're not reading any other stuff with us, jump on board with this one. You will love it. I'm telling you, you will get Moon Call done in a couple of days, mm-hmm. even as a slow reader. As a fast reader, you can get it done in one day. Yes, it's an amazing book. It's a fast read. 
nonstop action, hot guys, werewolves that yes. are shirtless running around, you know, hot women yes. too. And if you're an audiobook listener, I recall listening before on 1.5, I think, because I have mm-hmm. listened to Lorelai King narrate this. And you can get it done pretty quickly at 1.5 because normal speed, it was like nine hours, a little over nine hours. So you'll be able to drop that down to like six hours or something like that, mm-hmm. six or seven hours. And you'll be able to knock it out in two two days. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. So join us. Uh, anything else, Casey, for Moon Called? That's it for me. Okay, so I almost hate to say goodbye because that means we have to stop talking about it. <laughs> but we have more next week. Don't I worry. know. We have more next week. We got to move on. We are moving on to the next book. Book two. Book two. Join us on um, YouTube and you can read with us. And then we'll be right here in your inbox next week talking about Bloodbound. All right, that's it, guys. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate you for being here and we will catch you next time. Until then, happy reading. Bye, everybody. If you enjoyed today's episode and would like to show your support, there are a few things you can do. Head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a positive five-star review or like this episode on your favorite podcast player. It seems so simple, but it really helps me out. You can share this podcast with other book nerd friends or on your favorite social media space. You can also join the Shelf Addiction Patreon family. For as little as $2 a month, you will help us produce even more awesome content for your ears. You can also consider joining the Shelf Addiction official Facebook group where we talk all things bookish and more in a safe space. The Shelf Addiction podcast is a part of the Nerdy Maven Network. You can also reach us via email at info at shelfaddiction.com. Thank you for listening. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.